Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is that you are. Welcome to another Marketing Monday. This is the weekly live stream that I do every week about a different marketing, branding, entrepreneurship topic. Today, I've got a really interesting topic for you about authenticity stoppers or blockers. And so I'm really excited to get into that with y'all today. All right. So today we are going to talk about what's stopping your authentic expression, what's keeping you from showing up. And specifically, I'm actually going to share four of the most common radical authenticity stoppers. These are the things that I see kind of turn up in some way or another in my work with clients. So in terms of radical authenticity, we're also looking at, okay, where are your strengths and weaknesses in terms of your emotional intelligence? And the beauty of emotional intelligence is that it can be learned. So even if you don't have uh, what some might consider a natural affinity or a natural talent in terms of emotional intelligence and your intrapersonal and interpersonal skills, those things can be learned. And so that's why we work on identifying these authenticity stoppers so that way we can kick them out and fix what's going on. So like I said, I've got four for you today. And here is number one, low self-appreciation. And you're like, wait, <laughs> wait. No, it's true. It's true. It's really hard to be authentic when you do not value yourself enough. It is because you're already like, oh, I don't know if people, you know, want to hear what it is I have to say. This is where our imposter syndrome typically pops up. And if and if you don't have anything to balance out those types of that negative self-talk, your low self-appreciation will keep you from showing up in a genuine and authentic way. And you might not even realize it if you are not aware that your self-appreciation is low. And so a lot of this is just having like a realistic level of, of self-assurance, understanding and accepting your strengths and weaknesses, also understanding your intrinsic value and accepting your intrinsic value as a human being and, and the value that you bring to the people in your network. So when you have all of things, all of those things, then your self-appreciation is much higher. Also believing, right? Believing without a doubt that you have something unique and important to give to the world. Right. And if you don't have those things, then it's a low self of appreciation that could be getting in the way of your authenticity. Matt has dropped me a comment. So Matt says it's taken him a solid four years to learn what I do know about emotional intelligence. And I'm still learning and growing every day. Okay. What would you say to someone who thinks that feels too daunting? Okay, Matt. So in terms of emotional intelligence, a lot of it, so there's there's four main parts, right? And the foundation of basically all emotional intelligence is self-awareness, right? And so actually a self-appreciation is is falls under the area of self-awareness. But in terms of it feeling really big, I think the most important thing that we can do is to understand that it's not like you opt in to emotional intelligence. So I would say consuming even small bits about it on a daily basis 
and there's a lot like, so I'm, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Did you, you have to let me know if you caught my episodes about radical authenticity and emotional intelligence. It was a four part series and I think it would probably help you. I'm pretty sure it's in the Facebook group, which I know you're a member of, but you don't opt into emotional intelligence. It is happening. You are using it or not all of the time. And it is impacting your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people all of the time. So emotional intelligence is actually something they're teaching kids in public schools now. Like they have a program. It's like it's called social emotional learning, I believe is what it's called. And so they're teaching them that now. And they didn't, I mean, I don't know about you, but they didn't teach it at the schools that I went to. So for entrepreneurs, we post content, right? And we're like, yeah, I followed all the rules. You know, I got this template or my coach told me to do whatever. And I'm following the rules and it got no engagement. It got no engagement. Why not? I'm looking at it. It looks like it's something that should have gotten engagement, but it didn't. And so that's what I was saying is usually it's that je ne sais quoi that you're missing. And that's actually authenticity. More often than not, it's authenticity that you are missing. And so when you read it, it's it looks like it should be able to get engagement, but you just don't. Right. So that's kind of where we're at. But yeah, Matt, I would definitely say check out those live streams. It's four 10 minute live streams. So definitely small, very consumable chunks of information. But emotional intelligence is one of those things that helps with all of our relationships, personal and professional, with our children, with our spouse, with ourselves, with our professional um, associates, our our business besties, you know, so it helps everywhere. So yeah, so that was the first of four. So the first of four in terms of the most common radical authenticity stoppers, low self-appreciation often pops up in the form of imposter syndrome. Next one, number two is low resilience. Oh no. (laughs) So low resilience. And typically how this manifests is you're like, uh, Ruthie, you told me about XYZ and I tried it for like a week and it's just not working. It's not working. I quit. That's low resilience. You need to have like emotional persistence and an ability to focus on your long-term goals. Nothing I do, nothing I recommend is a quick fix. I am not trying to give you a quick hit of caffeine for the day. I am trying to help you set up and build a brand and an online presence that is going to power your business into the future. Does that sound like a quick fix to you? No. So it's something you really have to stick with. And I'm saying it from the perspective of someone talking to me, but it's like the people who are like, uh, you know, somebody told me that I was supposed to email or I was supposed to DM, you know, 30 people a day. And I took the message that they told me to copy and paste. And I did. And I didn't get any clients from it. I mean, that's that's that actually kind of goes back to the low self-appreciation because you have a lack of authenticity. And and actually that one ties to the next two. (laughs) <laughs> the next two, the head example ties to the next two so that we're going to have fun with that one. But when you are given something, right, like when you you pay somebody and you and they make those recommendations and, you, you know, you pay for consulting or coaching or whatever it is, and then you are not able to consistently execute, you have low resilience. You have an inability to focus on your long-term goals. You are focusing on your lag indicators instead of focusing on your lead indicators and the actions that you actually have control over. So the way that we change this is, you know, in terms of, for me, if I see a low resilience in terms of being able to stick with something, for one of my clients, we look at it from a couple of different angles. One of the top ones being, where are they out of alignment? It is a lot easier to be resilient and to continue showing up when you are in alignment 
right? And and so for those of you who wonder what alignment is, that's you being in alignment with your why, your offer, and your audience, as well as like yourself, your radically authentic self, right? So the self, the why, the offer, and the audience, that's how you get in alignment. So let's look at number three, low empathy. And you're like, no, no, Ruthie, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I don't have low empathy. Get out of here. All right. So let's take a look. Let's take a look at the digital space specifically, when we look at marketing specifically, when I survey, when I survey the marketing landscape, I see a chronic amount of low empathy, chronic amount of low empathy. And what I mean by that is that we as marketers, as entrepreneurs are executing tactics and techniques that we don't even like, yet we expect to be able to execute them and get results. We are not empathizing with our audience. We're not empathizing with our audience. So that person who's like, oh, the coach told me to message 30 people with this message and I was supposed to get clients, but I didn't. How do you feel when you receive those messages yourself? So low empathy, you don't even like getting those messages. Let me know, like in the comments, you like getting those copy paste messages? Woo woo. But also let me know if someone has told you to execute those types of tactics, the ones that you don't even like right? You don't even like them. You don't like the fake relationships. You don't like the, oh, how are you doing? How's business? How's COVID treating you? And they're like random, never even looked at your profile. You know how I know they never look at my profile because then they, they proceed to pitch me. But if you look at my profile, you see in my bio, there's a warning. There's a warning. Don't pitch me, right? So within the marketing and business landscape, I'm seeing a chronic amount of low empathy. And so, and I say that specifically because these same people typically If you met them at an event, they would seem like nice, normal people, but you meet them in a Facebook group and they're going to pitch the hell out of you. Okay. And then finally, the fourth one is failing to create and nurture relationships. And this, this kind of all, this ties with the low empathy piece as well. And I, again, I'm looking specifically more at the digital landscape, the marketing, the business landscapes for us as entrepreneurs or marketers, salespeople. Um, and for entrepreneurs, you wear all those hats more likely than not, but failing to create and nurture relationships. You have added me on Facebook. Then you're like, join my Facebook group. And then you're like, and then pay me thousands of dollars because of the fact that I can see you have so many limiting beliefs. And, and if we could just crack those, you know, get rid of those limiting beliefs, then we will just crack open the potential of your business. And I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? How are you? You know? And so what happens is, you know, we make these connections, but then what? But then what? You're immediately going to send messages but not even check out somebody's profile. Oh, so like this person looks really interesting, you know, and he's like, hmm, we're looking from a relationship standpoint again. So I, I posted something uh, last week that seemed to really resonate with people. And it was, instead of calling it lead generation, what if we called it relationship generation, right? And so when you're out here looking for leads, you're always looking at people with dollar signs, potential dollar signs over their head, right? Whoop, doop, doop. And that's how, that's how we're walking around, right? That's like looking like little Mario characters with things on our heads. But when you look at people that way, you typically find exactly what it is that you're looking for while definitely excluding all other possibilities. So I'm not going to say like the numbers indicate that when done properly, most of these still very inauthentic lead generation techniques, they do work, but they don't work in the long term in terms of actually creating really solid relationships and a wonderful client or customer experience, right? But 
when I look at people and I'm thinking, how could I be an opportunity for them? You know, how could we be opportunities to each other? This is when I can look at someone, check out their profile, watch a video or two and see, oh, you know what? They might make a great podcast guest. Or you know what? One of my business friends is looking for speakers for an event and this person, they sound like a great fit. But if I'm only looking for leads, then am I all, I'm also missing out on those opportunities. I'm failing to create and nurture relationships. And so when you look at relationship building and looking at it long term from an, an EQ standpoint, emotional intelligence standpoint, your ability to create and nurture relationships, particularly in this online landscape, is absolutely critical. You can get an opportunity from somebody without even getting on an airplane, right? So those are my top four. Matt says that he has felt that people at events can also be a bit superficial. And they can, they can. And I will say at least it's been two times that in time of me attending events where I have felt like somebody said to me exactly what they would have copied and pasted in a DM, right? Like that's horrible horrible. You know, like somebody asked me, Hey, how are you doing? And I, and they asked me what my business was. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do blah, blah, blah. And then they cut me off like mid sentence. Like I'm not exaggerating. They were like, and shoved their card. Like it was like a movie, shoved their card in my face and was like, I'm a financial blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and I don't care. Like, even if I, I thought you sounded good to start. And that was the sad thing is that their company actually sounded like a good fit for what I offered at the time. But I was like, no, not today. But yeah, so sometimes they can get superficial, but it's also very easy to see that. And so you can just really like, you know, like, no. But my problem too, is that like, especially in online, like people who would normally show up in a very authentic way online, they do not. And so they are acting out of alignment with their own values and, and from a place of, of low integrity. Just a real quick recap, the four most common radical authenticity stoppers. You've got your low self-appreciation, low resilience, low empathy, and a failure to create and nurture relationships. Again, particularly in the online space where we are doing a lot of interacting, even for people you know in person, you do like secondary, you know, support and relationship building, or at least you can in the social space. So if any of these rang true for you, or you think you might have some other authenticity stoppers, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, last week when I posted, but I am, in addition to being your excellent radical authenticity brand strategist or the radically authentic brand strategist, I'm also certified now as an EIQ2 coach. So that means that if you are interested in learning more about what your radical authenticity stoppers are, because awareness is the first step to being able to change anything, send me a DM, drop a comment so we can schedule your assessment. It'll be a 90 minute call after you take the assessment and we can explore exactly the like strengths and weaknesses in your own emotional intelligence to determine what's getting in the way of your authentic expression in your marketing and that would be what's preventing you from creating that incredibly attractive brand, the magnetic marketing and having those no pressure sales conversations. And thank you everybody so much for being here. I think we got almost up to like 10 viewers at some point. So just thank you so much and I will catch you later. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.